Internet News Digest, 26th of November 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, a year on from the Thargoid invasion, how is it going for the eight tentacled aliens? Evil Corporation Azimuth makes a bid for the Alliance's money. There are rumours of a shake-up in the powers next year. And if you want a black paint job, the Pilots Federation have you covered. It's now a year since Maelstrom Tyrannis, the first of the eight so-called Stargoids, arrived. After a year of fighting back the invasion, are we now on the point of isolating those eight Titans and effectively ending the invasion? Tyrannis arrived in Hyades Sector FB-NB7-6 on the 29th of November 3308, leaving the wreckage of the Kingfisher Peace Convoy behind it and starting the Thargoid invasion. By May, the Thargoids had advanced into nearly 1,200 systems, but that was their zenith. Since then, they've been systematically beaten back to the point that we can finally contemplate the end of the war. A huge amount of progress has been made in recent weeks against the new Thargoid spire sites and in isolating the Tyrannis Titan. There are many ways the war against the Thargoids is being prosecuted. Recovering captured humans from the Titans is one powerful mechanism, as is destroying Orthrus interceptors at the Spire sites. Those sites are believed to be supply sites for the Titans, so with every Spire site around Tyrannis shut down, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that Maelstrom system. Additionally, many commanders have been taking missions to contaminate the spire sites with a mechanism developed by Professor Palin. This requires operational spire sites, so Tyrannus can no longer be harmed in this way, and Ligong and Indra may soon also be deprived of resupply. The remaining five Titans still have the majority of their spire sites active, making the contamination missions possible. Progress against the invasion really does seem to be going remarkably well. Can the Thargoids find a way to reverse their losing streak before the end of the year? If not, then it won't be long until the 300 remaining Thargoid-controlled systems have been cleared, leaving the eight Titans isolated and unprotected. Like ancient battleships separated from their convoys, can the Titans last long without supply and without military backup? The next few weeks and months will be very interesting. Azimuth Biotech hopes to step in if the Alliance chooses to end its defence pact with the Sirius Corporation. But its historical mistakes and its current lack of expertise may make this a hard deal to sell. The Alliance is reconsidering its two-year-long relationship with the Sirius Corporation, during which the Mega Corporation has done a little to assist the Alliance. It has certainly helped the Alliance Navy to kit out some old freighters for anti-Thargoid use. And it has helpfully deployed its own megaships to Alliance systems, where there are no Thargoids. But the Sirius Corporation has taken no practical part in the war against the Thargoids. Whether Azimuth would be any better seems unlikely. Its current Chief Executive Officer, Torben Rademacher, makes the bold claim that it is the only corporation to specialise in anti-Xeno weaponry. 
but its only recent contributions have been minor tweaks to existing weaponry. Weaponry that, for the most part, was developed by Aegis, working in partnership with its network of engineers. Rademacher dismisses Aegis as a gang of publicity seekers and Sirius as a manufacturer of tumble dryers. However, neither of these organisations has the deaths of an incalculable number of innocent civilians on their hands. Azimuth, which has been directly involved in two attempts to commit genocide against the Thargoids, also practised vivisection on its human test subjects, ran a military wing known as the Black Flight that murdered thousands to prevent knowledge of the return of the Thargoids from spreading. And then, in order to test its Proteus Wave weapon, encouraged Thargoids to invade a number of systems, including the Alliance Sosong system, with the loss of millions of lives. Azimuth was also directly responsible for the loss of the Alliance megaship Oath of Tyndarius when the Proteus wave backfired in HIP 22460 in August last year, the event that then led to the present Thargoid invasion. Azimuth has, in other words, done more to stoke tensions between humans and Thargoids and has been responsible for more deaths of humans and Thargoids than any other organisation. It seems likely that Azimuth has lost the ability to create any more Proteus Wave weapons, as they are not offering such technology to the Alliance. So, unless Salvation is dramatically resurrected, the galaxy is safe from that. However, the Black Flight, of which nothing has been heard recently, remains an ominous presence in the history of, of Azimuth. Its command centre, the Overlook, was destroyed in HIP 22460, several years before the firing of the Proteus wave, but it is likely that something still remains of Azimuth's private navy. Is the Black Flight on offer to the Alliance? And will the Alliance really want to associate itself with the most evil megacorporation in the galaxy, a corporation that has deliberately caused the deaths of millions of its citizens? Even the Prime Minister might have trouble squaring that circle. Rumours of a shake-up in the galactic powers have been fuelled by the retirement from Torval Mining last week of Senator Zamina Torval. The Senator, whose longevity is reportedly fuelled by a steady supply of progenitor cells, has handed over her controlling share in the company to her children, Constancia, Petra and Titus. This leaves her with no source of income other than her senatorial stipend. But there are strong rumours that Senator Zemina may be considering standing down from the Senate too, possibly next year. Coupled with the recent illness of the Imperial Mother, which has inevitably stoked speculation about the succession to the Imperial Throne, and the transfer of power in the Federation to President-elect Winters, several of the long-established powers seem less secure in their roles. Outgoing President Hudson has vowed to remain on as a power within the federal superpower, but at present only Alliance Prime Minister Mann seems secure, with his chief opponent, Councillor Nakato Kane, a vocal but relatively ineffective rallying point within the Assembly. Of course, Senator Torval may not be planning to retire quite yet. Perhaps she has her eye on the top job. Emperor Arissa would do well to get her food checked for a poison and to avoid being alone with Torval, 
The scheming has started, and no matter how long Erisa plans to remain emperor, her family and others close to the heart of the imperial government will all be thinking about who and what comes next. Following the success of such colourful paint jobs as Metallic Black, Crossfire Black and Midnight Black, and with the recent release of its new range of Void Black paint jobs, the Pilots Federation has revealed plans to release a whole new range of paint jobs covering the whole colourful spectrum from black all the way through to black. Some of the schemes we can look forward to seeing in the following months are Midnight, Ink, Colsack, Pitch, Savlon's Soul and Charcoal. Pride of Place will go to the final release in the series, inspired by the darkest object in the galaxy, the blackest of black paint jobs, the Sagittarius A-Star. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. (laughs) 